Welcome to the 37th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Edie, and alongside me, I have my co-host and Yes Day philosopher, Adrian Pinter. How's it going, buddy? General Kenobi, it's going quite well. Thank you very much for asking. How art thou, dude? I am pretty good. I am pretty good. I, I must, again, edit this podcast tonight, right after we're done recording. So that's mm. exciting. I'm sorry to hear that, man. I know. Usually, again, I have the Sunday. We, we, we record this on a Saturday. I usually have the Sunday to edit, but not today. Mm-hmm. And I must mention my disdain for daylight savings time, which I'm not looking forward to because now I also lose an hour of that editing time, which is quite, uh, quite sad. Wait, is that tomorrow? Oh, it's tomorrow. Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Are you... Oh, Daylight savings time is stupid. There's no point in daylight savings time. It's antiquated and there's no reason for it. There's many people believe that it's for farmers, but apparently farmers don't want it. Many people believe it saves energy, but it doesn't really do that. What it does do though, is every year around this time, we get more car accidents because people are more tired and tired driving, fatigue, driving while fatigued is actually a problem. And so I really wish they would just remove this. Many places in the world have remove daylight savings time but the united states and canada are not two of these places i guess uh, that that's really bad news actually i'm very disappointed now thanks for yes. ruining my mood for the rest of this episode yeah i'm sorry uh we'll yeah. we'll get through this relatively fast as fast as the quality will allow adrian sounds good i'll try to maintain a blood alcohol level at 0.05 percent maybe it'll uh, bring my mood up maybe i'll get through it better is that so is that so are you mm. actually doing that for this podcast or No. Oh, okay. Should I? No. And we can't really segue to that because now we're going to reach into the mailbag for a moment. We ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And Kenneth Stadelbauer wrote into us and he said, Fellow shut-ins, some drive-ins are talking about opening a month early. Would this adequately fill in the gap left by not being able to go to a proper theater? Is a projected image on an outdoor screen better than watching a movie on your 4K television at home? And then he moves on to another topic. With DC and Marvel exploring parallel worlds, multiverses, and quantum realms, and Universal still trying to create a dark universe, I'd like to ask, if you were to be transported to a movie world realm, where would it be? Signed, Kenneth. And a quote here, I think that a good movie creates its own world, and that world needn't refer to anything that's real. If it's consistent, if it's entertaining, if it's interesting, it justifies its being there. A quote by Christopher Walken. Closet. Yes, correct. But Adrian, the movie theater question first. Hmm, so drive-in theaters. I have a kind of love-hate relationship with them. It's They're nice, once in a blue moon, but I honestly don't really like going to drive-in theaters. It's it's usually cold. My car doesn't 
Like it's not a nice enough car to like, you know, like I don't have a truck where I can put down the bed back and put a bed in there and get comfortable. Like I don't want to sit in my car for, you know, anywhere from two to six hours, depending on how many movies you're watching. I'm not a huge fan of the drive-in. I'll be honest with you. So in, in this case, it will not fill the gap left by not being able to go to a proper movie theater. And I would rather watch it on my 4K OLED than go to an outdoor screen. However, Simon, since it, we've been left without a movie theater for so long, I wouldn't be against going to a drive-in. Maybe I'll change my tune. I certainly would go to a drive-in theater. I think that it would uh, fill a gap because we're probably not going to be able to go to a theater for a little while, at least in Guelph, Ontario, Canada. Yeah. So that wouldn't be too bad for me. The thing about drive-in theaters that's problematic is that usually, not all of them, but oftentimes, a lot of the drive-in theaters don't actually have relevant release movies, meaning they don't have the new releases coming out to the drive-in at the same time as they go to theaters. And so what's going to end up happening or what usually happens, it may not happen this year, which would be good, but usually we get old movies that have come out like Tenet, as an example, would maybe come out to the drive-in. Sonic um, the Hedgehog movie. Right. I think that, yeah, that didn't happen because I guess that came out in the spring last year, right? Yeah, it was like February, I think, last year, something, something like that. Oh, so it actually might have come to the drive-in in the summer. But regardless, that that kind of movie is already, it's already too late to the party. I want to see the movies as they're airing, you know what I mean? Or a movie that's more rare, like Minari, that would be awesome. But that's not really what drives people to the drive-in, you, you know? Like, they're usually coming in for movies, like blockbusters, like Tenet. So Tenet actually might find itself in the drive-in in the coming months. So I think that they don't adequately fill a gap because they don't usually have newer movies. So I've either seen them, the movies in question, or they're like movies from years ago. And so the relevancy is, is gone. I might even have more new releases on my 4K television because of streaming services uh, and HBO Max as an example, like things coming to crave. Well, in the States at least. I might have more relevant movies at home than I than I might if I went to a drive-in. So. Hmm. Interesting. So we fall on the same side, but for different reasons. Indeed. I do like drive-ins though. To be, to be clear, like you talked about it not being comfortable. I think I would be comfortable in a drive-in. I'd love to go to a drive-in um, if there were movies that I hadn't seen at the specific drive-in. Mm. But there's just not a lot of choice with drive-in. You know, you can go one drive-in theater. They usually play like a double feature and they're usually two movies that are popular. That's the idea. Not always, not always, but often. Yeah, fair enough. That's in Guelph, by the way. So like the, the theaters near us, like the drive-in theaters near us, like I checked at least last summer and I found that was the case. That might change this year. So hopefully. Interesting. Well, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a that, that's, yeah, good call. Good call. Ho hopefully it does change. Fingers crossed, my friend. I hope so. On to the, uh, on to the other question. Where would you like to be transported into a movie world realm slash realm world? Which universe? Where do you want to go, Simon? I'm curious. I don't know. I feel like the most exciting movies are often the ones that are very deadly. And so do I want to be transported to those worlds? Mm. Probably not. It would be kind of nice to be transported to like maybe the X-Men universe, but have Wolverine's powers. It would be neat to be able to like travel through time. Um, not travel, like not that his powers are traveling through time, but he lives, he can live forever and regenerate. Mm -hmm. So the idea of living through multiple timelines would be cool. That's more of a question of if I had a superpower, what superpower would that be? And so I don't really know, like in terms of traveling through different realms, if you're living in the medieval times or in a Western or 
even in like some futuristic sci-fi movies, they're mostly dangerous. Like Star Wars, why would you want to live in that that universe where they can literally use the Death Star to blow up your planet in 2.5 seconds? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming in this case we are just regular people, like tele- teleported to these worlds. Like we're still the regular guys. So like if we're, if we're if, yeah, if we're like in Star Wars, chances are we're just going to have our entire planet explode at some random point. Or if we're in like Marvel, we're like living in Sokovia and it just freaking explodes. And we're dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, right. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Like any of those cool universes, again, I'm just assuming I'm just, re- I'm looking at a little bit deeper into the question. Like chances are you just asking like if we were teleported or transported to that movie in Rome, I imagine we'd be keeping our regular human body forms. And I don't think we would yeah. get, you didn't seem to morph any of the rules of who we become. Mm-hmm. We seem to be the same people but we're in these different worlds. And I just find that the interesting worlds are the ones that, you know, the protagonist kind of has to survive a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it's really entertaining to watch Mad Max, but I <laughs> sure as hell don't want to go there. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking about it actually. Just thinking about if there's any. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't want to be found in the quantum realm. That seemed like a, not a fun time. Yeah. For Hank Pym and friends. <laughs> Hank Pym and Friends. The hit show, Hank Pym and Friends. It seems like I'm fine right here, you know? That's a cop-out. You got to choose something. Well, what did you choose? Oh, come on. You got to go first, man. Oh, you're saying I'm copping out. Come on. No, 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 dude. Any movie. So keep it movie related. Maybe, just maybe, I would be teleported into the Zootopia universe. Oh. Would you be a human? I would be a human. I'm the weirdo. And I'm hanging out with all these animals. It would essentially just be like be like going to like a furry convention. The entire world is a furry convention. Uh, okay. I see. Real quick question. I'm going to go on a quick aside. When did it become not okay to make fun of furries? Uh, it's never. What do you mean? I don't know. I just find, I don't know. If you can't make fun of people dressing up and, and having sex with each other, when they're dressed like animals, I don't, I don't know what you, what can you make fun of? You know what I mean? I don't understand. Like, where are you seeing that you can't make fun of that? Uh, like, like, like in, in, I don't know. There's like random like TikTok videos and people are like, oh, if you make fun of, you know, like, fur, you know, they put furries in the same category as like, you know, homosexuality or, 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 or like trans people or racists and stuff. And it's no. like, and it's like, what are you talking about? Who's doing this? I don't know. It's just some, just some kids on TikTok, and you know, and and you know, like those those incredibly progressive people that. Uh, well, are, are people making fun of furries right now? I was just gonna say, you you said Zootopia. I was like, I was gonna say maybe like the Space Jam type universe because he can't. Michael Jordan can't die. Like he he's got like some kind of. Mm. He seems to have some kind of special abilities there. Yeah. So he can't. The Looney Tunes universe is very forgiving. I mean, you can get blown up by dynamite. In the case of Wiley Coyote, and he's still okay. So it could be it could be interesting to be in that universe, maybe. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad one. Speaking of Space Jam, there was that whole situation with Lola Bunny. Did you see that? Yeah, trust me, I've seen it. Where it's like, oh, right. But Jimmy Kimmel made fun of that plenty on his show. I don't think that that's uh, that's not uh, it's not acceptable to make fun of it. You know what I mean? Like people were worried about Lola Bunny not being, I don't know, that's a really weird thing. That Well, yeah, turning down her sexiness. Yeah, yeah, they toned it down. They toned down her sexiness. She was, she's now not a sex symbol. How crazy. Oh, terrible. 
Anyway, I agree. It is terrible. Kimmel made fun of it though. He definitely he had like a fake a fake guest on, to, and talking about how he's turned on by Lola Bunny in the first Space Jam movie. If you don't know about this audience, but th- there's another Space Jam movie coming out, Space Jam Two, with LeBron James in as opposed to Michael Jordan. And so yeah, the new the mo- new movie they're doing something different. They're going with 3D versions of the Looney Tune characters, and they've toned down the se- sexuality of. Lola Bunny. Which again, uh, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, oh, you think it's ridiculous? You think that they should they should keep it toned up? Make her a sex symbol. Make her the hottest bunny around. You know what I mean, man? Mm. Honestly, what's what's more of a travesty is that they did the 3D CG route as opposed to keeping in that sort of traditional 2D animation. I don't know. It looks good to me. I don't like it, personally. Well, okay. I don't like it when it's the original... When they did the original animation, the CG animation for Sonic the Hedgehog, it was bad. That was really bad. And so if, if uh, for instance, Bugs Bunny looked that off of what Bugs Bunny looks like, as the, an original Sonic the Hedgehog looked like in that movie before they spent like a year changing that because of fan mm-hmm. backlash, I think that that would be an issue. But because they actually look pretty good. Not Lola Bunny. I don't know. I can't tell. if you're, I think you're joking, but yeah. There's lots of things with the that uh, situation. They're also complaining about Pepe Le Pew being taken out as well. But I feel like that the dive's a little too political, and so I'm not sure if we want to talk about that here. Uh, yeah, I just don't care enough. You know what I mean? I just don't care enough. I care about them removing Lola Bunny, her, her tits. <laughs> <laughs> because, bro, feminism is ruining everything. Am I right? Uh... <laughs> No, okay, honestly, yeah, no, like, I just don't care enough. I, I really can care less. Like, I, I get both arguments, like, oh, you're removing history, but at the same time, you know, Pepe Le Pew, a little bit of a, he's a, he's a sexual deviant. He's a, he, he, he just sexual harass, sexually harasses a cat continuously until she and kisses her and, 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 and takes her. And in, in, obviously, in a outside context, it's a little bit weird, but again, I just don't care enough. It's not like people were like, ha ha. Man, that guy's so dope. Pepe Le Pew is so dope. Like, if anything, Pepe Le Pew's a simp. You know what I mean? The the fundamentals of what Pepe Le Pew is about is literally about, I don't know, he's rapey. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew is rapey. He uh, is. <laughs> that's the title of this episode. We already got it. Bam. Done. I, seriously, though, think about it for a second. That's the whole fundamentals of his entire character. He doesn't do anything else. That's all he does is sexually harass a cat in my eyes he's a romantic simon and we're just oh. we're just taking away history yeah it's feminism's fault is that these what god claim? these goddamn libtards and their feminism bro yeah yeah it's crazy this this whole thing like there's a belief that there's like cancel culture is ruining multiple things but it's all happening within the last two weeks though like the whole nonsense about dr seuss and and this and the lola bunny thing is all happening within like a short time span in a time when we really don't, this is a weird distraction that I feel like is not necessary when there's way bigger problems, like a, like you know, a deadly pandemic. Yeah, it's just weird. You Who cares? Be, yeah, I, dude, I know, I know. <laughs> Who cares about a lot of things? But the ironic part about like all those people that are like, oh, cancel culture, yuck. Um, you know, you know, and, and the whole like they're removing Dr. Seuss books. They they're like, not even what? doing that. Dr. Seuss, the freaking public, they chose to remove the books themselves. I know. The books that no one even reads. There are literally the six books out of, like, what, how many Dr. Seuss books are there? Like a hundred? I don't know. 
The, the, the ironic part is the people complaining about it went out and bought a bunch of those books. They just bought, bought all those books that are being banned as much as they can. And it's like, you do realize you are giving money to the people that made the decision to ban those books. Like you do realize that. They've been buying the books, but they haven't been buying the right ones. They've been <laughs> buying Green Eggs and Ham, which isn't banned. Yet. If you look, there's like a bestsellers list. I think somewhere, I think it was on Amazon, that was showing that they, they were buying these books that are popular, like The Cat in the Hat. It's not being banned. Even like, uh, we're getting a little too too far off into the Fox News world, but with Tucker Carlson. But Tucker Carlson literally wrote, literally said on his show that, that they're going to ban the Sneetches. They're not banning the Sneetches. That's not even happening. It's literally not happening. It's nonsense. It's just nonsense misinformation that just seems to fly about despite the fact that None of it's really true. And yeah. there's no one banned it except for the actual Dr. Seuss estate, which yeah. they can do whatever they want because they literally are a capitalist-based organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like I've said this before on the show. Politics aside, Tucker Carlson has one of the most punchable faces of all time. I don't condone violence, but fuck me, man. I want to I wanna punch Tucker Carlson in the face. I just hate his face. I, he, could, he could be the most progressive person on planet earth but god damn it he makes that dumbass face into the camera all the time and makes me so brow i it makes me so angry i don't like he's got an ever furrowed brow he never he never does not have a furrowed brow he's just like oh i i can't understand why they would do this i can't even do it dude he has like a face that is constantly confused he just looks constantly confused like 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 just like what why are they doing this? Like a sort of thing, but more aggressive. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, what is going on here at all times? Cancel culture has finally banned Dr. Seuss. I just can't believe it. Again, it's a part of pressure. He like goes home to like, like his wife makes him like a, like a vegetarian dinner or something like that. Just a dinner in general. And he just looks at his wife like that. Like, why? Why'd you make this? fucking hate Tucker Carlson <laughs> again politics aside I, I have a like a, I'm friends with a bunch of like conservative people as well and honestly like I are they gonna say you're friends with Car- Tucker Carlson's wife <laughs> yeah and me and her go way back uh but but like uh, I, like we, don't, we try not to talk too much about politics on the show but like I, I mean like I'm I'm pretty uh conservative in some aspects and fairly liberal liberal in other aspects but uh I, I remember specifically I had a conversation with one, one of my friends and he posted a video in like a like a chat I had probably when I was a little bit more right leaning um and I remember he posted Tucker Carlson and even back then I was like I freaking hate Tucker Carlson he's like but but he's conservative I was like I don't care I don't care I don't like the person <laughs> he can, again yeah. it doesn't matter I just hate the person <laughs> there's a whole thing about that that's i feel like with politics people want to choose a team like they just want to choose a team they don't realize that it's not really about what team you're on it's about your actual ideals and you just kind of vote you should be anyway voting for based on what's closest to your ideals it's odd to just think oh well tucker carlson's on my side because he's conservative well that's not how that works like you just choose you should be on the person's side that you you know, believe their ideals. It doesn't have anything to do with what if you're red or blue or green or yeah. There's more orange. nuance um, than than people make it out to seem. Like everyone's. I mean, again, like I feel like it's just such a vocal minority. It's either like everyone's left wing or everyone's right wing, and and no, yeah. no one's in between. When when in reality, I feel like most people lie in the middle. We just don't care enough to talk about it too much. And then they. 
they kind of they want to choose a team is like the the mob mentality of it's you feel more everyone wants to belong well if you're not with me you're against me it's yeah, that you want to belong to something yeah so. i don't so when i get yeah, that i <laughs> i will vote for something different every time if the party changes what they believe in that's, yeah. that's for sure it's a little different in Canada, though. We've got more parties and more options, and it's a little different. But I mean, it's getting close. I honestly think it's closer than before for like the red and the blue in Canada right now. But it's it's definitely not the same by any no, no. stretch of the imagination. Anyways, <laughs> we literally were like, "Oh, let's not dive into politics." Begin to talk about politics. Yeah, we're not we're not going to talk about politics, but we're going to talk about it for ten to fifteen minutes minimum. Long. Long story short, what they did to Lola Bunny is ridiculous. Let's keep let's keep it going. That's right. So, Adrian, other than Space Jam um, one with Michael Jordan, what have you been watching this week? Well, Simon, we spoke last week about uh, making a commitment to watch a movie this week, and on air, I rented the movie, and that movie was Another Round. Ooh! And uh, what did you think of it? I really like this movie. I think it's really, really great. Did you watch this? I did. I did watch it, what and I think? thought it was fantastic. Is what I believe. Hmm. I think that Mads Mikkelsen. Yep, Mikkelsen. Yeah, yeah. No, Mads Mikkelsen is incredible in this movie, and I think that this movie is legitimately, or it could be, anyways, a real Oscar contender. In my opinion, I think it was extremely heartfelt. I think it's beautifully paced. I think that there's certain real elements that I just find that are. It just makes you feel like this. I don't know, like, these people are real people. Even the fact that mm-hmm. very early in the movie, Mads Mikkelsen's character, Martin, goes to visit a friend. His name is Thomas. And he's got a dog that's old, like really old. You just don't see that in movies. Like mm-hmm. he's old, too old to the point where he can't go to the bathroom. Well, no one can, no dog can go to the bathroom, <laughs> actually. But he can't, you know, pee unless he's helped outside. Which I first find that, like, you just don't see that in movies. And it wasn't really meant to be a joke it was actually just a, a point that they just kind of fluffed over but it was just a thing that happened which i just find that that kind of realism is cool and what the movie's about you kind of alluded to it in the beginning of this podcast is four high school teachers or i believe they're high school teachers they are uh well i think it's yeah like high school slash middle school i don't really know how school works in the danish country it's got to be higher than middle school but but the one the one guy I feel like he's a coach for children like little children that that's, that's the only- after school though I don't think that mm-hmm. he's doing that during okay oh I see what you mean though that's a good point I think that though because they were wondering where he was that day I think that he was coaching in his spare time like he also coaches children you're right yeah like there were those kids were elementary school kids for sure yeah but anyways these four friends these four teachers they all work in the same school they decide to run an experiment based upon. Uh, a scientist Skarderid Skarderid I think I pronounced it wrong but it's like S-K-A with the little thingy on top of it R-D-E-R-U-D the Skarderid am I butchering the guy's name that much? who's Skarderid? what is this? he's he's the psych it was the psychiatrist that they, they try to do this Skarderid hypothesis oh oh that's the oh that's the psychiatrist oh I feel like that's not his name at all I, I may have missed it but when I've read it I have not that that never even crossed my mind that that's the pronunciation but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong anyways let's just call it Skarderid for fun <laughs> until I might actually see the letters and try and read it for myself really but anyways 
Uh, so it's the Scarterid hypothesis. That sounds terrible, but whatever. Uh, and it's the belief that if you, the people are born, human beings are born with a blood alcohol level or, or back that's 0.05 too low. So we should be working at, as a, on a normal basis, we should have 0.05 blood alcohol level on a consistent basis to be at our best selves, to be the most confident and to be the, uh, the person we're meant to be. And so they're running this hypothesis while Martin's kind of, he's, he's, he's kind of going through the motions in his life with his family. Yeah. He's like a little out of luck or down on his luck. Like he, he's kind of living a boring life with, yeah, his wife and his two kids. And he's, he's a history teacher and he's not engaging his students as much anymore and everything like that. And that's kind of where the story begins and these four teachers go out to dinner with, for uh, one one of those teachers' fortieth birthday, and they have that conversation about the Scarterid hypothesis. And um, you know, the the movie kind of goes from there. And the next day, Martin decides to give it a try. So he he drinks enough to get a blood alcohol level of zero point zero five, and he and, keeps it consistent. The idea is to keep it consistent, consistently at that level the whole day. So he like he has a thermos that he continues to drink out of, and uh, yeah, and and, and it kind of goes from there, and and from then the f- the four friends decide that like to make a research paper out of this, so it's not all for you know just for shits and gigs. They want to actually document this, and the story kind of progresses from there, and it you know tackles these these questions on like, hey, is this actually a good thing to do? Um, or, you know, can this lead to negative things on your life? And, and, and it's really interesting how they balance that throughout the movie. And honestly, it kind of made me flip flop my thoughts, uh, about it a few times. I don't know about you. I don't think it was ever about that though. I think this is the setting. This is the, this is the background. So like, I, I didn't really flip flop my, my thoughts on whether this is good. Cause I, I pretty much thought this is not good <laughs> the whole time. It, it's funny. It's not good. Not a good idea. Doesn't uh, it's not the greatest choice, especially for like other things. Maybe psych- psychologically it might might work out for you, but like I mean, the benefits health wise are not necessarily there. Well, no, definitely not health wise. But yeah, like it's not a question they ever ask. They never even they never never even go down that road. They never yeah, ask they- whether it's a detriment to your health or not. They actually bring it up once in the movie, but yeah, they don't really dive too deep into it. But at the same time, I still think it kind of is a a commentary on, on, on that hypothesis in general. And like, I think the movie does put a focus on it, but they don't necessarily verbalize it. Um, I mean, they do, they, they, they are literally writing the research paper throughout the movie and they talk about it and, and put it into words. And, and when the, when they are writing, um, honestly, whenever they show any sort of text, on the screen, whether it be them writing the research paper or a text message go through. I really like what they do where literally the entire screen goes black and then it just shows the, like what they are writing in the middle of the screen and it's being narrated to you. Um, I think it, it, that is a really cool job, but I don't know. It's, it's interesting that you don't think that's all that important in the movie because I definitely think that they try to like tackle about it. I think it's, it's a movie about, things can be good in moderation and that's kind of what it's working with. Um, it's interesting that you, that, that you took, it uh, took it a little bit different. Cause I, I know that's not the main focus of the movie, but I definitely considered it a, a main like, or, or something to focus on while, while watching the film and, and, and seeing like well, how well, 
it is the the main through line of the film. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like a for me it's like the plot of The Walking Dead. The zombies are extremely important, extremely important, but they're not what the movie is really about. And that's my that's my belief about what that is. I don't I don't think that they were really making a true commentary on whether this hypothesis, in my opinion, this ridiculous hypothesis, could work because there's other detriments, and they showed that throughout the film as well to drinking alcohol throughout the day, especially yeah. if you're in a school. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Uh, so like. I don't. I just feel like the there's moments in this this movie that kind of show like. In fact, actually, you bring up that black screen. They show text on this black screen, but they also show blood alcohol level multiple times. Yes, through the black screen, and there's moments where the blood alcohol level is shown specifically to be zero. And I think that that is exactly why I believe that that is not the important part of what the film is about. It's just um, it, it, it actually to bring back Space Jam. It's very much. Uh, Related to Bugs Bunny's secret sauce, but mm. that's that's my belief. I think that uh, it's definitely important. I'm not saying it's not important. It's, mm. it's the main. The movie's called Another Round. Like it's definitely about that. I just find that that isn't the main idea. If that makes sense. No, yeah, dude, it definitely makes sense. Well, it's the main idea. That's a that's a bad way to say that. It's it's not the the moral of the story in any capacity yeah i don't think it's trying to say like hey you should try out this hypothesis i more so took it as like things can be good with in moderation um like i was looking at it more so from that aspect and how if you don't take things in moderation it can be to your detriment of like your livelihood um that's kind of what i took from it but that's again yeah personal yeah you're still you're still going the alcohol yeah i just don't think it's as much about alcohol as it makes it out to be it claims to be yeah that's what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. like it's not as much it's interesting yeah it's an interesting thing yeah. yeah the moderation thing i didn't really get much commentary on moderation as much there there is a little bit for sure in in the case of uh some of the characters but i think that another round is i mean it could be like interpreted another way like it's another round for martin like mm-hmm. it's it's for his life like he, his life potentially gets another round. It's not about the alcohol at all. It's about the fact that he gets a second chance. And 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 many of those characters maybe get a second chance too. Yeah. But that's what I think mostly the movie is 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 about and less so about the alcohol, which is important in, in that it's it's a basis for the story, but I think that it 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 is a jumping off point for the rest of the plot. Mm-hmm. With Mads in in mind though. I haven't seen many movies where he's not a villain. I've seen some. I've seen some. Um but the guy can act like extremely well. And this movie is, is it's Danish. It's a Danish film. It's subtitled all the way through. Mm-hmm. But the nuances, like the, his ability to portray emotion, expression on his face without actually saying anything is extraordinary, in my opinion. Like his lip quiver or the, the tears in his eyes at certain points. I just can't. I, I just feel like that he's just incredible. And I mean, I, I think that he should be nominated for best actor, theoretically. But he just—I don't think he's gotten much love throughout the award season, or as much, other than like the the actual movie's gotten love. But I don't think he's gotten much love in terms of best actor nominations. I could mm-hmm. be wrong, but uh, yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'll be honest with you, but no, but uh, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, uh, there's a lot of nuance um, in his like expressions and everything like that, and 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 you you get a lot out of it. I think watching a movie in a different language can can kind of make you focus on different things throughout the movie. It's it's kind of weird. I can't really put my finger on it, but it definitely gives like a different vibe when you're watching a different movie in a different or in another language that isn't your native language. Um, 
but it does. My issue with that is usually that you're pulled away from the action to watch, read the subtitles. I actually don't like that. So the fact that I was able to pull that out of him, I find that is even, I'm distracted by subtitles a little bit. So that's, that's mm. where I kind of even I say even more so it was an exceptional performance yeah. because of this, but mm, right on. I'm glad we agree on the exceptional performance front. Um, but yeah, like the few things that I really, really loved about this movie is that these like four coworkers seem to be really good friends with each other. And uh, it really goes like it, it's really shown on screen. And I believed it um, whenever they're hanging out together. There's like this the first scene in particular when they're you know having that like dinner conversation and uh, they kind of get a little bit serious. And two two of Martin's friends, you know, tend to like joke a little bit of like ten try to bring him back up. And then his one friend pretty much just drops a bombshell on him and it's just very like honest and it just goes to show like they're they're very good friends because you you can't just say that to someone that you're not close with um like 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 some of the things he said pretty much being like dude you're down on your luck like you're not doing well like you used to be a lot better uh is pretty much the conversation they have and how Martin takes it, it's not even an anger. It's more so like self-reflection. Um, and again, yeah, they they do a very convincing job. All four uh, of the main characters, the the, the four friends, uh, portraying that. Um, I really, I really love. There's like a scene in particular where they're all just absolutely hammered together, and um, you know, it starts in a living room, and then they go to like a store together. Then they go to like this dock, and 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 the night ends at a bar. And just watching that journey with all of them, like taking it all together, was 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 really enjoyable. I think this movie shifts its tone a couple times, and it does it successfully um, as well. Where it you know starts off a little bit depressing and dreary, and then kind of gets in a more like fun, positive tone. And, and and from there on, it it it, it, it adjusts uh, as the story plays out. Um, but I don't know if you agree with that. But yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, that aspect of the movie. It's probably my favorite parts of the movie was when the four of them were together just talking. Um, it's, it felt so believable. It did. And, and actually, I've re- I have written here One Night in Miami. I actually found that that's a similarity. Mm-hmm. That's the one through line is that these four friends are like they are they do feel like real people and and they're. They they do feel like they are truly friends, and they they're working through some stuff together. It's kind of an interesting concept. Otherwise, the two movies are quite different. <laughs> but, but that that yeah, part is so. what I really love. One night in Miami for other reasons as well. But that's one of the the reasons I loved it is that all of those four guys they really did connect, and you could tell that they had a past backstory relationship that was believable. Mm-hmm. And they each of the actors played that so well. And in this case, I find that's the same thing here in that regard. 100%, so. man. Um, you mentioned that you really like the pacing of this movie, and I, I actually agree with you. However, this is one of those few times where I almost wish a movie was longer. Uh, huh. I don't know. I don't know about you. I, I, And I think that's a compliment to the movie because I wanted to see more um, of these characters you know, together and build this relationship. I almost feel like this story would have benefited being a mini series like a five-part mini series and we could have dived in a little bit uh into each individual character a bit more and there are some like time jumps in the movie that didn't necessarily leave me confused but it, it kind of made me like huh like how did how did we just get here all of a sudden because it seemed like everything was fine and dandy literally a scene ago and now like things are a little bit awkward so you kind of have to mentally fill in the blanks a few times and i really wish i got to see that um 
it's rare for me to honestly say that I wish a movie was longer. I usually tend to think that movies could be shorter in a lot of ways, but yeah, this is one of those uh, rare occasions where I, I actually think the opposite and, and really do wish it was a longer um, movie uh, or, um, or again, a mini series at, at best. I, like, do you agree with that or, or do you think it's the perfect length? Uh, I think it was perfect. I, I did really think that it was the perfect length. Like I didn't find, I didn't find that too much. Interesting, interesting perspective. Yeah, fair enough, my friend. Fair enough. But yeah, like in terms of the movie itself, uh, really great. I highly recommend it. You can rent it for like seven bucks. It's again very well shot, um, very well acted. Um, it's it's yeah. it's fantastic. The music was actually great too. I, I should point that out. The music was really well thought out and chosen. There wasn't a lot of like a a score. It was mostly chosen music, either like famous piano pieces or the music they're listening to as they're like dancing in their mm-hmm. in the house together. That that scene, like I don't know, I just find the dancing in the house as an example is like a, it's a pretty great scene. It's one of those things where you kind of the pace changed as you kind of mentioned yeah. as well. But I just find that there's a lot of moments like that. I should also mention, Mickelson is apparently a really good dancer, and he was a professional dancer for nine years. So I'm just gonna say that because there's a scene where he dances in it, and it's just honestly. That's why I felt like it kind of it was perfect length too. There was like there's ups and downs. You kind of went into the really sad parts and like kind of happy, more joyous parts, and then it ends on this incredible dance number. And I was like, wow. I, I was like, wow. I didn't see this becoming a Slumdog Millionaire anytime mm-hmm. soon, but it seemed to have gone that route a little bit. And Mickelson surprised me completely. I was like, wow. And so I looked up afterwards, and apparently he was before he became an actor, he was a professional dancer for nine years. And acrobat. Oh, that's interesting. I would have never guessed that from Mikael son. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I would have guessed it at the last for the, for the dance scene. But. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't seen him dance in any role. He doesn't dance in Hannibal much. It's just so that scene in general, though. I don't know why it just made me happy. Like the the whole movie, kind of it again took some interesting role. It was an interesting roller coaster ride in general, but it ends on a very. I don't know, it's not even joyous. It's just like a. It made you smile, man. I, I actually was smiling yeah. ear to ear at the end of the movie. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I don't know. It's not necessarily like a spoiler, but because there there are like points in the movie where I wanted to cry. And I, I don't know about you um, early on in the movie when uh, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, his character Martin, you know, decides that like, hey, I'm actually going to drink at, at work. It gave me this sense of like anxiety, like like oh man, like they're gonna me like too. he's gonna get caught, like and, and I was like, what what's gonna happen if he does? Like it, it uh, it's interesting how much the movie played with my emotions. Yeah, he's got a family. Like, what would that mean? He gets caught in in a high school as a high school teacher drinking on the job. That that can't be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know for sure. No, that was definitely it's it did give me anxiety as well. Like again, there's a whole range of emotions, and and Mads is brought through a whole range of emotions extremely angry he goes to like like really really low points really really high like joyous points it's it's like a it feels like an acting clinic and it brings you on that ride with him and so i I, again i I can't recommend this movie enough there are subtitles though so just bear in mind that is the case oh i can't read i can't read i hate subtitles shut up you child well don't be mean some people don't want to be distracted by subtitles as i kind of alluded to earlier but other than that I hope it's nominated for many Oscars because I think that it's it's worthy. Mm-hmm. I agree completely, man. I agree completely. Although I think it was pretty racist of them to put it as best foreign language film in the Golden Globes. That's just me, though. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 
I wonder if there's audience members that don't know you're joking. Uh, you think? I guess like if you're just jumping in, but I mean like I did start off the episode being, unless they just jumped to like 40 minutes in. They're like, I wonder, I wonder what they're going to say at this point. And they just hear me talk about racism <laughs> randomly. I was literally joking about the, the Lola Bunny boobies thing. Yeah, that's not related to this though. I you know. Could think, you could still think that you want Lola uh, Bunny boobies. I do. While also believing that it's racist to not have this movie as best drama at the Golden Globes instead of best foreign film. Foreign language foreign film. Foreign language film. That's the main difference. It's a, in a different language. Let's just get that out of there. Hence, hence Minari also being in that category, which yeah. Minari could win best picture, by the way. We'll mm-hmm. see. It's possible. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. At the Oscars, I mean. Alrighty. Do, should we move on to the news, sir? No. Well, that is too bad, isn't it? Let's begin with a small collection of more focused stories that have been particularly pertinent this week. Number one. As reported by tech website The Verge, on March 8th, 11 days after its HBO Max premiere date, the live-action Tom and Jerry film starring Chloe Grace Moretz was temporarily replaced by Zack Snyder's Justice League film. The issue was resolved within minutes, but some users were able to watch a full hour of the Snyder Cut before losing access. The two movies arguably could not be more different, with Tom and Jerry being a family-friendly PG film, while Zack Snyder's Justice League will be rated R when it finally launches on March 18th, 2021. When publications requested for comment, Warner Brothers simply responded with, quote, Zack Snyder's Justice League was temporarily available on HBO Max, and the error was addressed within minutes, unquote. Adrian, what do you think of this goof? I think it's hilarious, to be honest with you. I think it's so funny. Uh, I like this is this reminds me of the uh, I don't know if you remember it happened like a few years back. I think when Inside Out was being released, I think it was for Inside Out, actually. Uh, Yeah, it was a theater in Ohio. Instead of playing Disney Pixar's Inside Out, the projectionist accidentally started playing Insidious Chapter three. The theater was full of young children and angry parents who grabbed the kids and left. Imagine you accidentally Start playing Insidious Chapter 3. Do you not? Like, if you're up there... Anyways, that's not even part of the story. <laughs> I'm just going off the, off of the side. It you just put remind- the wrong... You put the wrong... Maybe that's possible to have happened. You just peace out? Maybe. Well, no. Like, let's say Insidious was in that... Like, they, they had it in that particular movie theater. And then they switched it. Maybe, it, maybe in the afternoon it was supposed to be switched over to Inside Out. Mm. It's a weird thing to do, but that might have been something that was supposed to happen. Maybe they were transitioning that theater into a because di- there's many different rooms theater rooms in, in, in a movie theater building so that that might have that's what i think might have happened yeah i don't think it's insane because of that but yeah i guess you're right like pay pay your pay damn attention like that's your job one job you have one job you know what just, i mean and how how long was it on for that, that did it uh, say uh no it didn't but like i guess long enough for kids to start screaming terrified and their parents to leave it's hilarious. That's like probably like 10 minutes. Like, did you see Insidious? Maybe you'd know. No. How scary does it get up to right away? Yeah. I, no, I never watched it, but I feel like you'd notice the difference like within like two minutes that, hey, this doesn't seem like Inside Out. Yeah, that's fair. I remember even a couple years ago when Detective Pikachu came out, they played La Lorna. La Lorna, I think that was. That uh, I think it was like a, based on like the Spanish. Um, I'm going to butcher the crap out of this because I don't actually know. It's like a Spanish like folktale or something like that. Some ghost. Uh, but yeah, they played that instead of Detective Pikachu as well. And it feels like that this sort of thing happens every year. And 
now that they don't have a theater to mix this up in, they just decided to do it on a streaming service. Yeah, they decided to do it. That's yeah. actually, I'm going to get into that in a moment, but actually I just realized something. Inside Out, Insidious, they both start with the same first three letters. Oh, yeah, and same with Lamorna and the Detective Pikachu. <laughs> that doesn't doesn't follow the pattern, but four letters actually. So I wonder if that would, there was a mistake making, making. there was a mistake in making there. No, there was a mistake made there. Steak and making bacon, baby. And the guy didn't, yeah. the guy also never read subtitles in movies, so he doesn't know how to read. Well, he did. He read the first four letters and he's like, oh, that must be the same. I wonder if they wrote down INSI on the label for the recording and confusions were had. I guess he did peace out though. He put it on. He's like, ah, smoke break. <laughs> you know? I'm going to go smoke a doobie out back of this movie theater, he said. He just walks out. And, you know, he's like smoking this joint and all of a sudden all these kids are running to the emergency exit. He's like, oh, God, he's trying to hide, hide this. There's a marijuana cigarette. These kids are crying, running out of there. The theater. The parents I think are you missed an opportunity here, Adrian. Actually, it's more likely he was in the bathroom uh, getting his uh, back level to 0 0.05. Mm, he's, yeah. he's like, oh, man, I, I'm a 0 0.04. He took a breathalyzer test and he's like, oh, no. And then he went to go fill up. And uh, yeah, he screwed up. He screwed up, buddy. What a fool. I hope he got fired. No, I'm just kidding. You said they had to do this again. You know, they have to do this every few years. What if this was done on purpose? Because as, it, as I wrote here, it was 11 days after the HBO Max premiere date of Tom and Jerry, meaning it was up for 11 days. So why and how did they make the mistake 11 days later to post Zack Snyder's Justice League in its place when it's already been running on HBO Max for 11 days. Oh, good call. So you think that Tom and Jerry just wasn't doing well? This is a way to build publicity on the Tom and Jerry movie and make people watch it? You, you think that might be the case? No, quite the opposite. They want, they want to drum up... Like, they've been advertising, at least on my feed, especially for Zack Snyder's Justice League for, for weeks. I've been mm. even seeing Crave ads talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's They want to hype this movie up. This could be a reason people subscribe to HBO Max. They realize mm. how much people wanted the Snyder Cut this whole time. I think that Tom and Jerry doesn't need any help. But if you can create this mistake and then it lands, this mistake in quotations, and then it lands on the internet as a, as like this giant goof. Like, oh, wow, how did they do that? And someone watches it for an hour. People are talking about it all online. We're talking about it right now, literally. Mm. Does that hype up the movie that's coming out in... 10 days after the mistake was made possibly yeah good, good question that's a that's a good perspective as well viral marketing yeah i feel like this movie's already like so well marketed though like i, I feel like any, anyone that's in is already in you know what i mean i feel like in in these sort of circles because we're part of the industry you know we talk to all the people in the industry we're a part of it everyone's aware of Zack snyder's justice league everyone's all in so, like, I feel like, is this going to bring even more people in, you think? Like, maybe, maybe. It must. It's a reminder. People. It's a reminder. There's there's a lot out there about, uh, about there was a lot out there about this movie for, for months, but the idea of when is the release date, when is it happening, and the idea of it now being faux released, and then people being all hyped even more, they're like, oh, wow, how did that happen? When is this actually coming out? When is it supposed to come out? Oh, it's coming out March 18th or 19th. Oh, I get it. Well, I guess I'm going to tune into that. I forgot about that movie. That's coming out. You still need marketing for this, anyways. I don't mm. think like you can say. I mean, it's hyped up. We are hyped up about it, but not everybody is. Like that's. I think that there's a good chance 
it's not going to hype up Tom and Jerry, by the way. That's not going to draw up anything for Tom and Jerry. No one's going to watch Tom and Jerry thinking that they're going to get the golden, the golden ticket out of the chocolate bar. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not going to suddenly, oh, wait, they uploaded it by accident again. I get to watch the second hour. No, like that's not going to happen. Yeah. It's more so, I think, for Justice League. Also, that statement to me is extremely, it's very light. Like there's not much in it. Zack Snyder's Justice League was temporarily available on HBO Max and the error was addressed within minutes. It's like a fact. This is what happened. We're not really sorry about it though because to apologize would be to say, well, you know, we didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I believe that for real. Is it a bit of a conspiracy theory? But honestly, I think it did work. So regardless of whether they did it on purpose or not, bear with me here. How did they make this mistake though? Like what, what mistake did they make? I don't know because yeah. I have no idea how the how the back end stuff of streaming services work. I imagine you upload and it's just there. You just drag one file from one folder and drop it into the stream folder, and then bam, it's there right. for good. And then whenever you whenever you lose the rights, you just hit you just select it in the folder and hit delete. How shitty is your system that it would make this mistake? Mm-hmm. Like, did it glitch out when they uploaded the Justice League movie ahead of time, and then it just pulled from that? bucket instead like i don't really get this like every time i upload a podcast every time i am so worried i've uploaded the previous podcast from a few weeks ago or made a mistake and put the wrong clip in because i've got you know i've got labeled files and i'm gonna make sure that it's correct i check it multiple times worried about this i don't even make money from this podcast there's no money being made here i'm extremely careful how do you make this mistake with such a huge high budget extravaganza Zack Snyder's Justice League, they spent another, what, $70 million mm-hmm. to, to reshoot it. And some, some random man on the internet who works for HBO Max, their, their programmer, somehow put it in the place of Tom and Jerry. I don't know. I just, I have a hard time believing it. If, if this was literally Tom and Jerry being launched with Zack Snyder's Justice League, I, I would have a, an easier time believing it. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't know how their backend systems work. You make a good point. Yeah. Tom and Jerry are in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. it's a tease. It's a teaser. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Tom and Jerry movie not being reviewed well. I hear one of the common complaints is it's just a bunch of people talking in a hotel most of the movie, and it's not it's not actually uh, Tom and Jerry like beating the crap out of each one another. Yeah, oh. it's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, still want to watch it though. Yeah, twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is quite high. It's at eighty three percent. So who knows? Oh, really? That's a, that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay, on to number two. As Publication Deadline reports, Netflix spy thriller film The Gray Man has added some considerable talent to the already skilled cast. With its additions of the Luke Cage actor Alfred Woodard, Fargo actor Billy Bob Thornton, and Bridgerton actor Reggie Jean Page. The Gray Man is an adaptation of author Mark Greeney's best-selling novel of the same name that follows assassin Court Gentry as he battles a CIA operative and former colleague Lloyd Hansen. The film is set to be directed by Avengers Endgame directors Joe and Anthony Russo and has already cast popular movie stars Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling as the rival spies, as well as the breakout Knives Out star Anna de Armas. Adrian, what do you think about this gray man news? This is pretty wild. They're they're going all out. They're getting some really high quality actors for this, and it makes me even more excited. Um, you know me. You know how much I love Ryan the Goose Gosling. He's one of my favorites. So when I think we talked about this pretty, like I don't know, like 20 episodes ago, many, many moons ago, we talked about uh, this being announced and uh, how exciting it is. Um, 
I feel like this could be a big, I was going to say blockbuster, but it's not going to go to theaters. It's just going to be Netflix. So just this big, you know, uh, Netflix movie. Um, I think it can be really, really great. I'm excited to see Ryan, the goose Gosling and Anna de Armas back together as well. Um, For sure. Like to talk about the, the price I think this is the most expensive Netflix film of all time so far. Mm-hmm. Like it's the highest budgeted film, I believe Like they're going hard on this. And I think they're trying to, if I remember our story that we told when it was announced that it was specifically, they're looking to make a franchise out of this in the same kind of vein as, you know, the Bourne series or mission impossible, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, or James Bond. Yeah. But yeah, Anna de Armas and Chris Evans, of course, had both been in Knives Out. So yeah, that is pretty exciting. Anna de Armas and Ryan the Goose the Gosling were together in um, Blade Runner 2049 as well. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. A little bit of a love triangle, I see. Indeed. Or not. Probably. Or probably not related at all. How do we know? Or they are. And my assumption's correct. Well, I guess we'll have to wait to find out. Let's never talk about it again. Oh, number three, uh, as reported by Deadline, James Cameron's... No, wait, 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 I'm not done. I was joking. Oh, okay. I, I was more more saying, let's never talk about the love triangle again until we know for a fact whether or not it exists or not. What, Anna DeArmas is now, in this movie and suddenly now she's just going to be the love interest, Adrian? <laughs> Come on, man. You know me, man. You know me. I'm a, I'm a hater yes, of... Feminism. The- I hate it, dude. Where's Lola Bunny's boobies? You know what I mean? Oh that's just, that's me. That's who I am, man. Do you like Space Jam? I never really talked to you about this. Did I ever talk to you about this on this podcast? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, I don't think we did. I enjoyed it enough. It was never my like favorite movie or anything, but I did watch it quite You're a bit. You're not a big sports guy, though. Yeah, I'm not, but I still liked the movie. I liked Looney Tunes. I watched quite a bit of Looney Tunes when I was younger. So like, I, I watched it for those Looney Tunes characters. Right, right. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, will I watch Space Jam 2? Where's Lola Bunny's boobies? Probably not. Probably not. That's, that's, that's right away. Well, oh, okay. But maybe I will one day. Who knows? I see. Who knows? How about you? Are you a fan of Space Jam? I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I, I loved it as a kid. I must have watched it like at least 10 times. But yeah. Yeah. I watched it quite a few times as well. I don't think I like owned it or anything. It just played on Teletoon like every few weekends. Oh, I see. I owned it and I watched it on. Teletoon? Maybe it was Teletoon. I don't know why, but I made this connection last time that I watched a specific movie on TBS, but I feel like I also watched this movie on TBS a couple times too. The unbearable commercials behind like Peachtree TV slash TBS though in Canada, there's so many. They, they, they had the most by far, I think. And so it, like, I must've seen Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man like at least three times on TBS. And because it played, I felt like it played every weekend, honestly, but it was just so many commercials. Yeah. Unbelievable. Goddamn commercials. Indeed. Thank God we're living in an age where we don't necessarily have to see commercials. However, that's a lie because life is a commercial. There's ads everywhere. Everything's ruined. Run by the corporations, Adrian. (laughs) I know. And these corporations are taking away bunny boobies and I'm not for it. Yes, and Dr. Seuss books that no one really reads. So I'm going to buy all these Dr. Seuss books and give money to the people that banned them. But not the ones I'm... that are actually banned. The ones that are popular that aren't banned. That's the important thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Billy Bob Thornton is fantastic. So I'm really excited. I know. And Alfred Woodard. Honestly, she's good in everything she's in. So those two, great. I don't have any perspective on the Bridgerton guy because that guy's a breakout star from Bridgerton and I never watched it. 
Anyway. Yeah. You want to know something crazy that I found out? Uh, actually, a few weeks ago, we just never – or if we did bring up Bridgerton, I just zoned out. Bridgerton is made by Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what Shonda Rhimes made? Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Yeah, baby, she did. And I, I'm still watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I feel like it's only a matter of time before my girlfriend jumps into Bridgerton just because of Shonda Rhimes and like she loves Grey's Anatomy. It's her favorite show of all time. So I feel like it's a show for her to potentially watch, but I don't know. Maybe she's not interested in that old – it takes place in in England back back in the day, isn't it? Am I crazy? Yeah, it is a period piece. It's all this ho-ho-ho, teacups. (laughs) <laughs> blah 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 blah. Right. However, maybe I would like it because they they don't treat women well back then, man. Am I right? Okay. Are we going too far? Are you going too far now? I don't know about me. Actually, I'm I'm fine. But you? Uh, I am think, I taking it too far? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, guess I should probably turn it back. Tune it. Tone it down. I don't believe any of that. By the way, I don't believe I should tone it down because my rights allow me to speak. Anyways, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that bit. Uh, but yeah, sounds like you're channeling the the freaking guy from Infowars. What's his name? Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah. You're you're groveling your voice. I don't know if you're doing that on purpose or not. But the water's making the frogs gay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that I was gonna go there, but you did it first. Well done. Uh, that guy's hilarious in like a very sad way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, a very, in a very sad way. That's correct. Yes. All right, yeah, I'm very excited for the Gray Man. We didn't talk much about it here, but I'm very excited for it. Very expensive, and the Joe, Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, the Russo brothers, who previously made you know the uh, highest grossing movie of of all time, are pretty good. Pretty good. Cherry didn't get reviewed too well, but mm-hmm. to talk more about that because Endgame was previously the highest grossing movie of all time. Let's get into <gasps> number three, as reported by Deadline. Director James Cameron's hit science fiction film, Avatar, has released in China as of March 12th, 2021. Prior to 2019, Avatar had held the record for highest grossing movie of all time until 2019's Avengers Endgame came along and scooped up that title. Prior to the re-release, Avatar sat at a $2.789 billion worldwide gross, while Endgame had garnered $2.797 billion. (gasps) These old totals essentially determined that the Avatar re-release would only have to sell an additional $7.8 million worth of tickets to become the world's highest grossing film once again. And as of approximately 5.30 p.m. on March 12th, 2021, Avatar reclaimed its title as highest grossing film of all time with a $2.802 billion box office total recorded. This is arguably of no surprise, considering China's recent movie ticket sales during the 2021 Chinese New Year weekend, which broke records with the hit sequel Detective Chinatown 3 leading the charge. Specifically, the official box office total for the 2021 holiday weekend had finished at a whopping 1.2 billion US dollars despite the current global pandemic. To speak about the re-release of Avatar, director James Cameron tweeted, quote, Ol Nagati Kamei, China. We're excited to bring Avatar back to your big screens this weekend, unquote. Adrian, it's happened. Avengers Endgame is no longer the highest grossing movie of all time. And your arguably maybe your favorite movie, Avatar, is now the highest grossing movie of all time. Once again, what do you think? Um, honestly, the reason I wanted to talk about this. Actually, real quick, I have a question. Well, you changed your mind. You do like Avatar. Oh my god, it's better than Ready Player One, but still a shit movie. How about that? It's not true, but go on. It is. 
what what movie took place between Detective Pikachu and Detective Chinatown Three? I'm confused. What? <laughs> Any, that is a terrible joke. As if no other movie it, title can have the word detective in it. That's a stretch. That was a, that was a far stretch. That was like Michael Jordan's arm stretching to the basket in Space Jam One. Okay, man, what a stretch. Yeah, Space Jam One with Lola Bunny and no, never mind. Uh, so honestly, yeah, like at, at this point, it's like okay, c- cool, whatever. Like Disney owns both these properties, so it's literally just like Disney being like, hey, look at our one movie is now the highest grossing movie over our other movie. So it kind of just seems like pointless. I'm sure Avengers Endgame will just have another re-release and this is going to be like a common thing. And who knows, maybe they'll continue overtaking each other until we get another movie that just comes out. I imagine uh, a smart move would be for Disney to do just do a re-release of Avengers Endgame when, you know, theaters open up everywhere, like just like a wide open. You can go to a theater here in Canada. You can go anywhere in the states you can go in 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 the uk you can go in um an af uh, like a country in africa you you can go in australia you can go anywhere china Japan. i get it yeah anywhere in the world like i understand Are you gonna name every country <laughs> yeah all 52 of them i'll name what i know there's more countries than 52 countries i don't know how many countries there are i'll be honest with you do you know how many countries there are? was that the point you were about to make no i forgot the point i was about to make i just kept on going Oh, I remember what point I was trying to make. Yeah, I just imagine that. Yeah, like at the, like Avengers Endgame will probably overtake Avatar um, in the next like couple years. I'm sure Disney will do a re-release. Uh, yeah, I find it kind of weird. Like I understand that it's like the highest grossing movie of all time uh, due to theater box office. But I feel like there should be like a caveat where it's like, hey, this movie was re-released and that's why it is. As opposed to, you know, Avengers making it all in one go. I feel like that's... Uh, they didn't really make it all in one go, though, because I think Endgame did have a push, like re-release as well. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think so. At the very end of their cycle, they re-released it uh, to some markets that didn't have it again, and then advertised it a little more just because they wanted to beat Avatar. Oh, makes sense. It, it doesn't matter that they're owned by the same company, because I'm sure there's there's probably an internal ri- rivalry, and it's not, I don't know, it's not necessarily what that, that it's, that's about. But yeah, you're right, though. It's a little interesting when you're able to re-release a movie and then beat the record. like. How is like a movie like, I don't know, Gone with the Wind going to try and win out? I don't know if it really matters that much. It's a title that doesn't, it's not like you get any money from that, but. Yeah, it's it's one of these like odd things that people cheer for when it's like, oh, I'm so happy that this movie that's owned by arguably the biggest corporation on planet Earth is uh, is the highest grossing movie of all time. You're just cheering for just rich people getting richer, which yeah. I find a very odd odd thing to cheer for um personally i don't know i don't know I, I don't i don't see any 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 point to it um but yeah i guess that's interesting i think the coolest part about this is you know the the fan art and i, I love like the exchanges um that happened on twitter um you know like joe russo like posted uh art made by like this artist called boss logic um that was like a mix between like the like the avengers logo and the avatar logo and like him like you know um uh, congratulating uh, james cameron like i I love seeing like that it's it's an it's nice to see um that's like it it just kind of humanizes the uh humanizes these these big creators these creators that are arguably larger than life because they're making these movies that are larger than life if you catch my drift sure yeah yeah man i I don't know do you think 
You think we're going to see another movie in our lifetime top this? I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to top it when you keep, again, re-releasing, as you mentioned. So yeah. I'm kind of curious to see what happens. But the next Avengers movie arguably is just gearing up to be even greater. So like, I think they might be able to do it with the next Avengers film. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the only like series, like juggernaut blockbuster series that can potentially do such a thing. And so I'm curious to see if they what the plan is even for another Avengers, because I'm sure they're planning one. I just wonder how many years that is in the making. And then the next crazy event, which I've argued is probably going to be like a, a multiverse type villain that's trying to take down all multiverses at once, where you're going to have probably every single character, maybe even including Iron Man and Captain America in this one movie. Yeah, and X-Men and you know Fantastic Four bringing in those. It's going to be wild and it's going to be massive and it's probably going to be a two-parter for that too. So there's a good chance that that... Will overtake this maybe, but if they keep re-releasing each other, they keep leapfrogging each other. So if Endgame gets released now next, once theaters start opening up even more as like a let's go to the theaters, let's release the previously the highest grossing movie of all time, Avengers Endgame, to get people to go to theaters again. They were kind of trying to do this with Tenet, I think. They were doing a, an Inception re-release to try and drum up anticipation for Tenet because of the fact that people were worried about going to the theaters because of the pandemic. But then I don't know if that ever even happened. It's interesting. We'll yeah. see what happens with this, but you're right. It's just giant corporations just getting richer, really. Yeah. But. It's like, wow, good for you. I'm so proud of you, Disney. It's like, nah, I, I don't really care. <laughs> as 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 depressing as that may seem. Bam. Cool. Cool. Alrighty then. Now on to the montage, a sequence of our show in which I briefly present the week's smaller news stories as Adrian delivers a brisk verdict. Number one. As reported by website Variety, director John Krasinski's horror film sequel, A Quiet Place Part 2, has officially been moved up to a May 28th release date. Cool. Like that's, yeah, I mean, I hope I can watch this in theaters. (laughs) I hope. Number two. As reported by Canadian network CBC, popular Canadian TV series Kim's Convenience has officially been cancelled after its fifth season. The series finale will air on April 13th, 2021. Um, Yeah, this is kind of unfortunate to see. I mean... It's always sad to see like a Canadian TV series like this go, but I never got into the show, but I know Simu uh, Liu, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he's going to be in uh, Shang-Chi um, as an Avenger. So it's kind of odd. I, I feel like the, the rug was kind of pulled out uh, from under a lot of the cast, it seemed. Yeah, the showrunners chose to cancel it. Like it wasn't canceled by the network, which is usually kind of weird. I think the showrunners wanted to go into other things. I just find it odd because now that you have Simu Liu on your cast list, and he's now an Avenger. You could become a popular show around the world, like overnight, mm-hmm. as soon as the sixth season, which they, by the way, already planned for. They were renewed for a sixth season, and it was canceled after the fifth. So it's an odd one. Number three, as Variety reports, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. actors Chloe Bennett and Dove Cameron, as well as Broadway actor Yana Perot, have all been cast as the Powerpuff Girls for the live-action Powerpuff Girls TV series over at Network CW. I'll be honest, I hate everything about this show. This show's stupid. It's a dumb idea. It pisses me off that this is even happening. It actually, it genuinely pisses me off. I feel like I've ranted about this before. It's like, let's make this, these, the show about these young girls being superheroes into probably like these sexy woman, you know, dark, dreary. I hated, I hated being a Powerpuff girl. This this show's going to suck. I guarantee it. So CW kind of sucks more often than not. 
Number four, as Deadline references, Disney CEO Bob Chappick announced at the annual shareholders meeting that their streaming service, Disney Plus, has officially crossed the 100 million subscribers mark. Hell yeah, you know me, I love cheering for big corporations. Number five, as Variety reports, director Elizabeth Banks' next film will be a movie based upon the true story following a black bear and his entanglement in a 1980s cocaine smuggling operation. The film will be produced by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller and is to be named Cocaine Bear. This movie, just from that description alone, seems to be right up my alley. This looks, this seems like it's going to be some, some of the funnest shit ever. It's a really fun time. Number six, as Variety reports, Maleficent actor Elle Fanning has been cast as Ali McGraw in the Godfather biopic Francis and the Godfather. So far, the film will also star Oscar Isaac, Elizabeth Moss, and Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a really good cast. Number seven, as website Collider reports, a six-episode anime series called Gesuki will launch on Netflix for April 29th, will star Sorry to Bother You star Lakeith Stanfield, and will follow the story of the first African samurai. I think it's pronounced Yasuke. And I think it's awesome. I think this looks really awesome. Number eight, as followed by Deadline, Honey Boy director Alma Harrell is set to direct a film adaptation of the Laura Lipman novel, Lady in the Lake, that will star actors Lupita Nyong'o and Natalie Portman. Hmm, Lady in the Lake, Woman in the Window. I think we made that connection before. Number nine, as Collider reports, Better Call Saul has officially begun filming its sixth and final season. Hell yes, hell yes. Number 10, as Variety notes, lost actor Josh Holloway has been cast as the lead in a new HBO Max TV series called Duster. The series will be written and produced by J.J. Abrams and is said to follow the life of a getaway driver in the 1980s. Seems like a cool idea, but again, J.J. Abrams, you mean Rise of Skywalker. Boo. And that concludes the montage. Well, all right, Simon, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get right into it. I got new releases for you. Ooh, what are they? There's honestly not too many movies coming out this week. So I, I looked on a couple of sources. There's a couple of limited releases that I tend to regularly leave out in some cases those limited releases uh, are actually released on video on demand as well but i couldn't find any proof of that so i maybe left out a few movies but all these movies that i wrote down here i can confirm are uh coming out easily accessible to the vast majority of people uh this is for the week of um march the fifth monday march the 15th to sunday march the 21st the first movie that's coming out this week is coming out on tuesday march 16th um, it's a movie called Crisis. This is confer- uh, confirmed by Apple TV and Movie Insider. It's a video on demand movie. Uh, this is a movie that actually contains three stories, all relating to the world of opioids. Evangeline uh, Lilly is actually in this movie. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. The next movie that's coming out is a movie coming out on Wednesday, March the 17th. It's a movie called Operation Varsity Blues, The College Admission Scandal. It's coming out on Netflix, and it's a documentary about rich people getting their kids into universities, which I think was a relatively recent scandal. I know there was a, some some people being sent to prison. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, yeah. There were short stints in prison, but yeah, I think that happened recently. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Um, and then the next movie that is coming out is coming out on Thursday, March the 18th. It's a movie called Get the Goat, Spanish movie coming out on Netflix, and it's about these two cops who go looking for a, what I think is their town's like goat mascot. It is a goat mascot. I think it's for the town. And while they're while they're trying to get this goat mascot uh, back, they they have a run in with some real criminals. Wow. Yeah. Seems like a ridiculous premise, but 
Seems kind of fun. And more importantly on that day, you want to know what else is coming out, Simon? What? The Snyder Cut, baby. I can't wait. We're talking about that next week. I can't wait to dive into that. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Kind of wish I booked it off work. I thought it was coming out on the 19th. Am I crazy? You are. The next movie that's... <laughs> you are. The next movie that's... Why is it coming out on the Thursday? I don't know, Simon. Do I look like I work for HBO Max? I wonder if we're getting it in Canada on the 19th. I swear to God, if we are, I'm going to shit on the street. <laughs> okay, don't do that. No, it is. It's coming in a... Yeah, coming out on Crave on March 18th. No, yeah, that's happening. Never mind. Good. Okay. Good, good, good. Sweet. We can look forward to this. Yeah, I didn't even mention where it's coming out. It's coming out HBO Max in the States, Crave here in Canada, and then other streaming services around the world. I don't know what. I wasn't going to list them all. I'm sorry. I don't care about your country. All I care about is my country what? for movie releases. Oh, okay. Well, and also the United States. Well, I have to know about the United States ones because it's an HBO Max original. Uh, the UK, you can watch it on Sky Cinema and Now TV. Oh. HBO Go in Asia, the Nordics, Central Europe, Spain, and Portugal. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. You're welcome. Anyways, you're welcome. The- I do care about your country's audience. So if you're from a different country that's not Canada or the United States, I care about it. I mean, Adrian may not, but I care. Just so you're aware. You know what I do care about, Simon? The next movie that's coming out? No, what they did to Lola Bunny. Am I right? Oh, my God. Or am I right, man? Anyways, these next movies are all coming out on Friday, March 19th. The first one is a movie called One Small Problem. It's a Netflix original movie, and it's about a dude who meets the love of his life. But she hates kids. And this guy, he has a nine-year-old daughter. So what does him and his daughter decide to do? They pretend to be siblings. What? Now, the problem with this premise is that this woman, the love of his life, still hates kids. Just because this kid isn't his kid and it's now his younger sister, she still hates it. Am I wrong? You're right. Sorry, does it say... Isn't this a flawed explanation? She hates kids or she hates the idea of having children? No, she just hates kids. Oh, okay. This is a flawed idea of a movie. This is arguably... I know what you're going to say. More flawed than yesterday. Right. Arguably. You can make an argument about this. It's like, what are you going to do? You end up marrying this woman. Like, by the way, this is my kid. Or are you just going to pretend that your daughter is your sister for the rest of your freaking life? Like some freaking psychopath. Yeah. that I feel like it would, until there was a reveal that she was in fact his daughter, I would just have anxiety until that point mm-hmm. in the movie. Because you know it's going to happen eventually. Like, it's just inevitable. I guess the daughter, assuming that the the, the father slash brother is now the same person because of the premise of the stupid movie, lives long enough to see his daughter slash sister get married. Is he going to make his dad walk him down the aisle just to keep up the lie? Yeah, he just he lies forever. Yeah, they do yeah. a they do a flash forward. They do multiple time jumps throughout the movie, and it turns out yeah. that that she, he's just been living this lie for thirty years. But arguably, once the kid grows up, is old enough to be married. I guess the wife doesn't hate or the love of his life doesn't hate her anymore because she's not a kid. Yeah, there you go. So maybe it solves itself. And he's like, by the way, he's just got to wait another nine years when she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you. She's my daughter. And then, and then she's like, you lied about this for nine years. I want to leave you. I never want to speak to you again. You would lie about something this serious. This entire relationship's flawed. You you don't think that my love for you is enough that I would have gotten over you had you having a kid. I love you. We, we were meant to be together. You're the love of my life. Yeah, you don't think I'm mature enough to be okay with it? 
But she already yeah. was okay with it. That's the whole point. This is this is me talking to the husband. This is the love of his life talking to the to him right now. You know, she's ranting to him right now. Like, you don't think I'm mature enough? You would you would have lied about it for this many years? You could you don't think I would have just gotten over it? This is, this is me me as her. No, I get it. You said this multiple times. Yeah. Should I keep going? You you can. You play you play the guy, okay, in this hypothetical situation. Okay. Uh, I, so, um, I just have to tell you something. What is it? Uh, I, uh, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but I've had a daughter for 18 years. Are you fucking kidding me? You monster, you piece of human filth. Wow. Go to hell. Go to hell. I never want to speak to you again. You lied to me for, I love you though. I don't care. I never loved you. I never loved you. What? That's not, what, you. that's not what I understand. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch the Yin Yang Master, which is which is also releasing on March 19th. It's coming to Netflix. Um, Wait, don't, say more about don't go watch the Yin Yang. What? <laughs> Be with me and my daughter, who's now 18. <laughs> it's weird that your voice went higher pitched all of a sudden. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm saying it into the. I'm saying it into the distance. Please. I'm assuming. I'm assuming Please. you walked away. You know what I'm saying? I'm like kind of trailing my voice off. Please, please. Yeah, I went in. I went into my goddamn bedroom and started watching the Yin Yang Master. Oh right, because it's on Netflix. I was I was figuring you were going to the movie theater and you walked, closed the door. That's on Netflix. Wait, we we, do we live together at this point? And you just walked into the, (laughs) just walked into your bedroom to watch Yin Yang. I slammed the door as well. Yeah, I'll leave you after I watch Yin Yang Master. I gotta watch this first when you slam the door. Because this movie seems incredibly interesting. It's about the Yin Yang Master. Anyways. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, need I say more? Kind of. Like, why is it interesting? I There's martial arts in it. Okay. It's about balance, like Yin and Yang. Yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. The next movie that's coming out is a movie called Happily. This is a video on demand movie, and uh, this was confirmed by its trailer and Movie Insider, actually. This, this movie starring Joel McHale. And the trailer takes you on a trip. I recommend watching it. It actually looks quite interesting. Joel McHale is married to this uh, woman. He's not Joel McHale. He plays a character. And they're married. They're a couple. And this mysterious man appears. This mysterious man is all like, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And then all of a sudden, there's a dead body. And they're like, oh, my God. There's a dead body. We have to hide it. Are our friends good enough friends to cover for us? Or are they fake? Are they fake friends? And that's, uh, I think, what the movie's about. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next movie that's coming out is a movie called Enforcement. This was confirmed by Movie Insider in the Apple TV app. This is a uh, video on demand movie, by the way. It's about the death of a 19-year-old kid in police custody. What happened, Simon? What happened to this 19-year-old kid? We'll, I guess this movie will tell us. I see. Maybe that's yeah. the 9-year-old daughter 10 years later. She got so mad that she killed the 19-year-old because she discovered that, in fact, she was the daughter of the guy that she loved all these years. Not a small problem anymore. One big problem. The sequel to, to Netflix's hit movie, One Small Problem with a Very Flawed Premise. No, the sequel is Enforcement. You're not, are you paying attention? I am paying attention. <laughs> Enforcement's like a spin-off movie. And then one big problem is 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 the is is her hot. Anyways, it's doesn't matter. It's a true matter. sequel. It's a true sequel. It's a true sequel. Okay, what's the next movie? What's the next movie, Adrian? Come on, move along here. Food Club. It's a movie confirmed by Movie Insider on the Apple TV app. It's about three women, lifelong friends. They make their way to Italy and take a cooking course and redefine mm-hmm. themselves. 
in their elderly age. Huh. Hmm. Incredible. And then the final movie coming out for Friday, March 19th, and the week that I listed earlier is a movie called Exodus, which I think I spelled wrong. Definitely spelled that wrong. <laughs> I think uh, it's spelled E-X-O-D-A-S, and it's not like Exodus as in Moses' Exodus, or it's Exodus, and you spelled it wrong. Uh, it's definitely Exodus, and I spelt it wrong because this movie takes place post-Rapture. It's about a guy who finds a VHS tape that shows proof of a portal to paradise. Ooh. Hmm, a little bit of alliteration there. I hope you like it. Yes. And that's it. That's it. That's all we're done. I, I, that's all the movies I got for you. All the new releases I got for you. All righty. I appreciate it. Cool. I appreciate your legwork. Let's reach back into the mailbag for a moment here, shall we? As mentioned at the top of our show, we ask our listeners to write into us with comments, questions, and corrections by way of Twitter or by email to splitfocuspodcast at gmail.com. And my girlfriend Dawn wrote into us and she said, Hi, Adrian and Simon. Very important question for you both. Hi. That's very delayed. Would you still love your significant other if they suddenly wanted to shit in the yard like a dog? Uh, okay. Bonus question. Would you clean it up? Signed Don Doik. I, I like that she decided to write into us for the first time ever on episode 37. And this is the choice that she made of, uh, of topic. This is incredible. Yeah. Well, this puts you in a little bit of an awkward situation because I don't believe my lover really listens to this, so I can say whatever I want and she, she'll probably never find out. But, uh, I don't know. She asked you this. Would you, would you? Would you still love Dawn if she just one day, you know, she woke up, she's taking Reddington out into the backyard, Reddington's taking a shit and she just kneels. She just sits down and takes a shit right next to Reddington. Would you still love um, her? There's a lot of psychological questions that, that I feel like there's a lot more here. You'd have to dive into it in a lot more of a deep way. It depends on what else led to this situation. I'd like to say yes, but... Like, how consistent are we doing this? And uh, it's every day. How long does this last? Forever. And why is it happening? Like, why though? They want to. They just want to. It's just a want. Yeah. It's not a need. It's just a want. The question is that's in the question. If they just suddenly wanted to shit in the yard like a dog, okay. Just want to. Here's the deal though. If if this were Dawn doing this, she would be fundamentally changed as a person. (laughs) There's just no way she would do this. And so the, 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 she would have had to have had some kind of trauma happen to her. So depending on the trauma, or if there wasn't any trauma, I feel like I never knew her ever. You know, I never knew her before because she's now shitting in the yard. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one. What, what, what's your answer? Um, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? It's, it's a weird thing. I'd be very confused. But uh, at the same time, you know, like... I probably do weird stuff. Maybe not as weird as just shitting outside like a dog in my own yard. I see. But uh, yeah. yeah, I actually have a funny story to tell. I feel like enough years have passed. Hold on. Would you clean it up? Yeah, may as well. You clean it up every time. Yeah, just go out there, get a bag, pick it up. To be healthy, people poop once a day. So you'd go out there every day, clean up your significant other's poop. Yeah, I'd, I'd take her on walks with Ellie. What? It would be like public indecency. Yeah. I'm not being charged. She is. Well, I don't know. You could be charged as well because I think there would be some kind of 
problematic situation with the fact that you're no, you're condoning it and cleaning it up. So what do you want me to do, officer? You, uh, if an officer is like, no, you're under arrest for walking around with this woman taking a shit outside and you're cleaning it up, I'd be like, what? Would you prefer I left the shit on the ground, officer? Yeah, I don't know. Would you prefer that? Police officers aren't always very reasonable. You know what I mean? No. I mean, you're not wrong. Wait, so you, you would let your significant other get arrested, but you and you would also let them shit on the walk? In the in the yard, don't you think you would want to try and fix the situation beforehand? Well, I'd probably be like, "Hey, like this is probably not a good idea," but like, who am I to tell her what she can and can't do? I see, I see. Hmm. Okay, you probably shouldn't. Sh- you probably shouldn't shit there. It's Margaret's lawn, <laughs> you know. Like, she'll probably be pretty pissed. Yeah, I really have to poo. She says, <laughs> "It's a regular situation, though." <laughs> It's a regular occurrence. This isn't happening once as a one-off. We're saying every day. Yeah, like if this happened, you know, I feel like I'd walk the first time and she'd do it. I'm like, that's really weird. Like you probably shouldn't do that. And she's like, oh, no, it's like normal. And then and then we'd go on another walk and she'd do it again. I'm like, all right, now it's getting off. Like I, like it's, it's something's getting really weird. You're pro- like, you probably shouldn't come on walks anymore with me. Um, You know what I mean? Like I'd, I'd, I'd probably be like that. But if, if she's like, no, I want to come on the walks with you i really like spending time with you it's like i like spending time with you too um but i do want to let you know it's weird that you're shitting outside um but you do you you know your body your choice your poop and i'll just clean it up is that what you're saying yeah yeah like i, I at that point like you may as well i don't want freaking poor hypothetical margaret to to deal with poop on her lawn and not like you know assuming humans usually poop bigger than dogs these small dogs like it's like a pretty big log i'm, I'm imagining i'm in this hypothetical situation i imagine there's just you know a lot of poop and it's like oh man like poor margaret she's gonna walk wake up one morning she's grabbing her mails boom slips slips on some 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 freshly made poop human poop i, I see that. i see anyways i do have a story to tell about this and i feel like enough time has passed that i can I, that i can say this uh, i'm not gonna say any names just to be safe but uh, I, I I dated this girl once and she didn't know she did not shit in in a yard. So I'll, I'll preface that. But she did party really hard on her birthday one year and she got really drunk, like 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 absolutely blackout wasted. And, you know, it's her birthday party. All her friends are about to go to the bars and they're like, oh, like, are you sure you like you can't come? And she's just like, oh, like can barely talk. And I'm like, no, like, you guys go. I'll take care of her. Like, I'm here. I, I was in her house. At the time. So, you know, her friends leave and I'm like just sitting there. I'm like with my girlfriend. She's girlfriend at the time. And she's like puking in the puking in the toilet. You know, I'm just like, you know, patting her hair, like watching uh, something on my laptop. I I don't remember what exactly. And then I was like, I'm pretty hungry. So I order like a pizza from Pizza Pizza. Get delivery. 30 minutes later, the pizza arrives. And I'm like, all right, like the delivery guy is here. I got to like book it down. I had cash ready. I was like, I got to just book it down and make it back. And she's like pretty hammered. I, I don't want anything bad to happen. So I leave and I book it down the stairs. You know, it's just like one, one floor in this like pseudo apartment building. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry, man. I don't want to be rude, but like, here's, here's your money. Keep the change. Give him a pretty healthy tip. Took my pizza and ran back upstairs. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to eat this pizza. So I walk, I walk into the house. I'm like, Hey, like, where are you at? And you know, I, I go into the bathroom and she's not kneeling on the toilet anymore. Like puking in the toilet. She's actually sitting like on the bathtub edge with her pants down. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And all of a sudden she just fucking shits in the bathtub. 
what? It's right in the bathtub, man. I'm not even joking. And I was like, oh, like, oh, geez, like, I'm super stuck to eat this pizza, but I don't think I'm going to eat this pizza right now. And uh, anyway, so like, yeah, she just goes in the bath and I'm like, oh, that's brutal. So long story short, she's like beyond hammered, doesn't even know what's going on. So in in the in the in the question of like, would I clean it up? I did clean it up. I cleaned up her shit in the bathtub, wiped her like wiped her ass, took her to, to bed, you know, cleaned everything up. And then, uh, yeah, after I got my appetite back, like <laughs> like two hours later, I, I, I ate that pizza. And that and is the important my... thing about this was the pizza and all this. <laughs> and, and that, yeah. So I've dealt with a similar situation. Not exactly because she was obviously belligerently drunk. And- but this leads to my, my point, the circumstance. So the circumstance in this case, I understand why you allowed the cleaning of the poop. Mm-hmm. But if this person wasn't drunk or if they just decided that they want to consistently shit in the yard every day of the week – then you have to wonder what's going on, and is this the person that I was dating in the first place? I think if I if I did this to Dawn, I think she would not bear bear with it. If if I didn't have a good reason for it, I think it would be game over for our relationship. That's what I think. I'm not sure that it would uh, it would work out, but I think that it, in your case, that was gentlemanly of you. So kudos to you. So that, that's great. That was nice of you to do. But I feel like that was a like extraneous circumstance you know what i mean it's not something that would happen every day like she didn't mm-hmm. i mean you correct me if i'm wrong but after that day she didn't just poop in the bathtub every day did she actually she did funnily enough and you just cleaned it up every day <laughs> no no she didn't i'm just kidding yeah yeah uh but yeah no but yeah funnily enough like when she woke up in the morning she had no recollection of it and then uh you know i told her and she's like oh my god and started like laughing and what I assumed that she'd want to like keep a secret because I didn't tell any of her roommates because no no one was in the house at the time. She like runs out of the room and goes like, "Oh my god, guys, you'll never guess what happened." No and she way. Tells her roommates, I'm "Like, man, <laughs> like you have no shame. Great human being. <laughs> she, she, she was awesome. I, I, I have nothing bad to say about her. And it's a it's a memory that will live on for the rest of my life and be a amazing story to tell to my children. Can't believe children. that she." She told the story right after. That would, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, it was funny, man. It was really funny. It's, it's literally something I will never forget unless I get Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah, that's that's bleak. Yeah. Okay. Well, that ends our regular scheduled programming for this episode. Unless you've got more to add, Monsieur. Pencher. I don't know, my friend. Oh, sorry. I kept I keep on interrupting you. I apologize. I was a little bit of a chatty Kathy this episode. So if if there's issues with the audio. I take full blame. I see. I see. Well, thank you for joining me once again, Adrian. I appreciate talking to you every week. And uh, I hope to all you audience members out there that if you're interested in this podcast, you subscribe perhaps on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, wherever you like to listen to podcasts on a consistent basis. And I ask you all that if you're interested in our conversation about poop, or about TV and movies, perhaps, that you write into us with questions and corrections and comments, much like Kenneth Saddlebauer, who we appreciate very much, and in this case, my girlfriend Dawn, who wrote into us about poop. You can do the same. Write into us. Spillfocuspodcast at gmail.com, and we'll be happy to acknowledge your question and talk about it on air. Yes. Also, 
if I can add something, my friend, yes, leave us may. a review as well. We'll read it on the show. Leave us a review on, on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you can leave reviews anywhere else. But leave us a review. I'd appreciate that. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. And so I bid you all adieu. Thank you for listening to the 37th episode of Split Focus, a film and TV podcast. My name is Simon Eady, and this is Adrian Pinter signing off. I am about to sign off. And this, let me tell you, this is the last week that I'm going to say Batman v Superman is a good movie before the release of the Zack Snyder Justice League. Because I'm going to keep on saying Batman v Superman is a great movie even after, baby. Bam. I tricked you guys. I'm so shocked. Like, oh my God, he's not going to say it anymore. Don't worry, guys. I'm just going to say it every episode because it's a good movie. Hopefully Justice League is just as good. Anyways, that's all. Take care. 195. Some believe there's maybe more, but 195 countries in the world. And only 70 of these countries observe the trash concept that is daylight savings time. Goodbye. Good thing to know. Take care. Goodbye. Take care. Goodbye. 195. That's a lot of countries. We talk about poop way too often on this podcast.